0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA front office show. Keith Smith here. Follow him on Twitter at Keith Smith NBA. I'm Trevor Lane. Follow me at Trevor underscore Lane. A lot going on in the world of the NBA. Keith, we had our debut of our morning wrap up show still to be named earlier today. And now we get to dive into some of the news topics, including, I think some pretty important stuff today.
1: Yeah, I agree. They, they, considering it's the like eve of the season, when a lot of this news was yesterday, for the vast majority of the league, there was some pretty big stuff that came out. So I'm, I'm excited to dive into it. And, and, and uh, it's important stuff, too, I, I think. Uh, um, we well, got you know, One guy wants to stay, and one guy really doesn't really want does to stay not. where he is
0: anymore. Let, let's start with the guy who wants. And to, we're not talking Damien about Lillard. Ben Simmons. Like that's yeah, well, that's yeah, the crazy yeah, thing. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's
1: no Simmons siren. There's no Kyrie news or anything like that. It's neither one of those yeah. two guys. They're not going to feature in this t- in today's show.
0: Yeah. Instead, it's uh, it's Damian Lillard. Before we can, can, can yeah. even come up with an alliterative, alliterative term for <laughs> for Damian Lillard news. He comes right out says, "I'm not. I'm not leaving. I'm staying in Portland." Um, which is kind of it's kind of true to his character. That's what we've seen from him all along. As he didn't want to leave, didn't want to leave, didn't want to leave, even as other people were saying he should go. Uh, I think he wanted to put some pressure on the Portland front office to make some moves to do some things. But I mean, he's coming right out and saying, "Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going anywhere."
1: Yeah, and it was kind of cool. He there was a story. I want to say it was about a month ago. It was right around the start of training camps when Chauncey Billups came out and said, look, I'm not going to tell him he should stay here mm-hmm. and he should should not want to go anywhere and those kind of things. I'm not going to do that. It's not – you know my job is not that. My job is to coach him, to support him and all those things. And then we had uh, Dame basically say it was talking with Chauncey Billups without getting that kind of pressure that helped influence him. And, mm-hmm. he, and he said, I came away with – the the impression of the this is hey, I'm very much paraphrasing here, but this is going to be hard. There's going to be bumps in the road, but this is where I want to be. I want to get it done in Portland, and for my money, I think it's awesome. Yeah, like I I mm-hmm. love that he is 100 percent committed to the Blazers and doesn't want to go anywhere else. And I, I want to see Damian Lillard get a championship, of course. But we go too far with the rings mean everything yeah. sometimes. In and, in. And, And and I get it because, right, otherwise it's going to be Damian Lillard is a top, I don't know, what, 25 player in NBA history or something like that maybe by the end of his career. But he never won a ring. Like It's it's always that comma, but that gets added when a guy doesn't win a ring. So I don't have a problem when guys do what they do to go get one. Kevin Durant joining the Warriors because he eliminated that after the comma. Part of it, that doesn't exist anymore for him. So I – But I I do think it's really cool that he's apparently good to stay in Portland for the long haul. And that's good for the league to have a a smaller market franchise, keeping a homegrown
0: star there for at least, let's say, the vast majority of his career at this point. It's bad for the league and good for the league at the same time, right? Because let's face it, the transactions, that's what gets a lot of buzz around the NBA. Like if Damian Lillard said, I'm not sure exactly what my future is going to hold or something to that effect the news cycle for the next year would be just filled with with Lillard yes. drama and there'd be all kinds of interest and in all of that. And Lillard has shut all of that down. But on the flip side, you also have, you still have the small market teams that are saying over and over and over again that it's not fair. The system is isn't uh, is tilted against them and, and things of that nature. now you've got something you can point to you can say, look, if you do it right, if you build a relationship with your star player, you can get them to stay. Everybody is different. Everybody's an individual. Mm-hmm. Some guys will make the choice to leave, some will stay. But you can't say nobody ends up staying with a small market team because Lillard is is making this decision. So that helps. And let me ask you this, Keith. Let's say that Lillard plays out the remainder of his career in Portland, however long that is, right? If it's 10 more years, if it's four more years, whatever it is, he plays out the remainder of his career in Portland, plays at a high level, eventually tailors off, never wins a title. Is he, you mentioned maybe top 25, is he the greatest trailblazer ever?
1: Yeah, if he's like another four or five years there, uh-huh. even if he plays out the rest of this contract at the level he's been at uh, with very little slippage, yeah, I think so. I, I, I think so because we got to go back to, they've won one one title, I believe, in franchise history, and that was back uh, with Bill Walton. Yeah. But no one from that team is the greatest trailblazer ever because Bill Walton got hurt, and it just didn't, didn't – there wasn't that longevity. So it's got to be between – Damian Lillard and Clyde Drexler right. and Drexler didn't get it done in Portland either. And, and, you know, oddly enough, he moved on to another, uh, uh franchise and then did get it done in Houston. But yeah, I think so. I, I mean, he may be there already. I'm, I'm curious be, yeah. if you're a Portland fan, you know, shout it out in the comments of the show and let us know what you think. Cause, cause I'm very curious to see what you think on that. If you're a Portland fan of, you know, is, is he the best, uh, you know, uh, trailblazer ever, I, I, He might already be there.
0: Now, domino effect. We said that we wouldn't talk about him today, but nothing in the NBA happens in a vacuum. And one of the players that the 76ers were believed to be holding out for on a Ben Simmons trade. Not
1: sounding the siren. Don't
0: sound the siren. <laughs> but this is the, one of the names that's out there. It's Lillard and Beal. Sure. The, the 76ers yeah. are basically trying to stall until one of them comes on the market. Now you've got the player himself saying, I'm not on the market. I'm staying here. Bradley yep. Beal seems to really like Washington and there's been no sign that he's leaving the wizards i mean he it seems like beal feels about the wizards kind of the way lillard feels about the blazers might yeah. this have an impact on the simmons conversations in terms of a trade I, again can't say for sure total speculation but again nothing happens in a vacuum in the nba yeah no that's it. didn't I,
1: I would be lying if i said it, i didn't immediately have thoughts about that myself is if you're philly do you move off your ask because now you've had lillard say he doesn't want to go anywhere and beale has said that since the really the start of the season at the beginning of media day both of them have confirmed they want to be right where they are so if, if that continues to remain the same there'll be somebody else, right? We just know how this works. Someone else will become the next guy who wants out of where, where they are. But yeah, I, I think we're going to, we're at a position with these two where they're off the table. And if I'm Philly, I'm not taking a bad deal. Cause you're not yeah. going to make a bad deal. But I said this before, when we talked about Simmons, it's time to just move on, get rid of the distraction, addition by subtraction, move on, go in and, and off we go. But it, 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 I don't think it's going to change anything because I think they're just they're they've they've dug in they they're locked into we're not moving them unless we get you know blown away with some great offer with a star player back or a million draft picks or whatever it is and and I don't think that's coming so
0: as as we wait. All right, let's jump from a player who wants to stay to a player who does not. And Keith, you and I were talking before we before we hit record here. Never seen this happen before. This is from Jeff Schwartz of XL Sports. They put this out from their company account. I'm just going to read it. (laughs) Sacramento. Sorry,
1: I shouldn't laugh. It's it's crazy. I'm laughing over you just because it's so crazy. It
0: But is. I'm going to go
1: on mute because I'm going to continue to laugh. I'll I'll mute while you get through. Okay,
0: so this is it. And everybody, again, this is not made up. This is real. And this is coming from an agent and an agency from the company account. This is not a burner account. Here's what it says. Sacramento has informed Marvin Bagley Bagley, he is not in the opening night rotation, which is completely baffling. It's clear they have no plans for him in the future and yet passed on potential deals at last year's deadline and this summer based on, quote, value. Instead, they chose to bring him back but not play him, a move completely contradictory to their value argument. This is a case study in mismanagement by the Kings organization. And I can see Keith laughing as I'm saying all of this. This is, I mean, I put this in our show notes as Marvin Bagley scorched earth policy here, right? Like he is he is burning all of the bridges. That's the, this is the nuclear option, right? The agency, not just saying they're not playing him, not just saying we wish they would play him, but taking a shot at the King's organization and saying it's mismanagement. Oh my goodness. Like what, I don't know where this goes, but- this is more player movement drama here for the NBA.
1: Well, and this is on the not the exact heels, but this is a guy whose dad tweeted that's at right. the team account and said, "Trade my son." Yeah. Like, like now, I imagine somewhere, a Kings fan woke up and said, "Man, it's it's Tuesday," <laughs> like, yeah, right. and they were just like, "That's how these things go for us." But and it's not it's not funny, but it's just so over the top. Yes, that's it. Like, that's what that's why I can't help but laugh at it because it's really like. These are the kind of things that like you and I text to each other. Like, you know, what a bunch of idiots they should, they need to do this, you know, or this guy's being a childish baby or those kind of things. Like outside of like blatant name calling here, like, and being like, you're a poopy head. Like it's, (laughs) (laughs) this is as close to like, like that is where probably ever going to get, I've never seen anything like this. Even going back to, I mean, Anthony Davis, Ben Simmons, like a handful of other guys, we've seen them be like look it's 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 just not working out here the mm-hmm. players not happy those kind of things. But this is full on saying like look you blew it. You're awful and like you're refusing to trade my guy. And I've never seen anything like that.
0: There's a there's a common theme here that we're seeing now and we're starting to see this happen more often where a player and a player's agent slash agency is put into a contentious situation with the organization publicly right where it see it feels like it's agency versus franchise versus organization and i do wonder how that ultimately will bleed into negotiations in the future and, and cba and and all that sort of stuff but just drilling down to look at this specific situation I mean, look, if they really are just completely benching Marvin Bagley, who, again, was their their what their number two pick just a couple of yeah. seasons ago when everybody around him is kind of blown up, that's not a good look, especially if they had opportunities to move him. Like now his value, whatever they could have got for him during the summer, that's probably gone. His value is completely blown apart at this point if you're going to yeah. make the decision to bench him. So if you're the Kings and you would plan to just sit him on the bench... Why didn't you just trade him in the summer? So I could get why Marvin Bagley himself, why his agency would be upset by that turn of events.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and I made the point on Twitter after all this, after, you know, getting off some jokes and laughing about it, Of he's a good second draft yeah, candidate for, for, for a team that either they're already good and they can just kind of whatever we get from them, we get from them, or they're bad and they can really invest in playing him. But I think the challenge is how do you get the Kings to play ball? Yeah. Cause you clearly aren't going to give up a lot for him, but yet the Kings don't seem to really want to trade. It, it just this one's weird because this is not a this is not a Ben Simmons situation where that's an established all right. NBA level talent. So you can understand why Philly is saying, hey, we need a good return for this guy, even if it's a mess, like we still need a good return. Bagley has shown flashes at times of being a good player, but that's all it is. It's just flashes. So you're not going to give up a lot for that because then let's say you get him and he breaks out. Now you got it. Now you have to pay. Mm-hmm. So that starts to become a whole thing. And then, then part of that decision-making process is, right? Is it real? Like, did he really break out or is this a situation where now we're kind of were you having to pay a guy, or was he just motivated because he was mad? Right. You know, where, where you've got to feel really confident in your ability to parse through that, because otherwise it's just going to be you know kind of
0: messy. Yeah, you could wind up. I mean, say he sits on the king's bench for a couple of months, and then you trade him midway through the season, and you get a couple of good months out of him. That could just be the honeymoon effect, right? Where he's on his best behavior. Yeah. You trade for him, he looks good. You pay him, and then next thing you know, you're kind of stuck with him, and he's not that good anymore. That could happen. But like the draft capital is there. People thought it was a bit of a stretch when the kings took him in the draft, but still, like he's a he was a quality lottery, easy lottery pick, right? Like that's yeah. the type of gamble oh, yeah. that you take in a trade. But again, yep. what are the kings gonna get for him now? Like, if they really want to trade him, you play him, you don't say anything about this, you talk about his development, you try to put him in advantageous situations, and in a few weeks, you see what's out there on the market in a deal for him. Or if yep. not, you trade him last summer. I get that, but then again, are the Kings gonna deal with any client from this agency from here on out now that what's now that this has happened? So it's an yeah. interesting look for both sides, and by interesting I mean probably bad, probably a bad look for both sides here, yeah. and I have no idea no, how I, this is gonna get resolved. I,
1: I, now what I will say is it it's not that the Kings have never given this guy off Oh no, they have. So as a rookie it was a messy roster construction, so I get it. But he played in 62 games, only four starts, but he played 25 mm-hmm. minutes a game. Not the not bad for a rookie. Then in his the second year he was basically hurt for most of the season, was out. His third year last season, he played in 43 games with 42 starts before getting injured again. His numbers really weren't that bad. 50% from the field, 34% from three. Uh he was the free throw shooting was. Awful. I don't know what happened there, but 14 points, seven, seven rebounds a game. It, defense is not going to probably be a strength. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's just not who he is at this point. But every year he's averaged 14 and seven, basically, uh, from, from the field. Every year he's been at, at least those markers. That's that someone who can play like this is not a complete waste of a player who's you know doing anything and people will say it's empty stats because it's on bad kings teams or whatever but again this is not he's not shooting 38 percent and scoring 14 points on you know 20 attempts a night that's not this this is you know just a big who can do some stuff so you know it it, so i just feel like this is one where you kind of want to tell both sides i mean and look i i think it's absolutely funny that i got to this point But you want to tell both sides, all right, it's time to grow up now. Let's just move along.
0: Exactly, exactly. Both sides need to move on. I mean, look, if you're the Kings and you can go out there and you can sign Alex Len, pretty clear that you're going to be playing him over over your – Former lottery pick, <laughs> yeah. In Marvin Bagley, well,
1: Alex Len or any one of fifteen
0: uh, centers yes. on that yeah. roster as they, they continue
1: is they rival Cleveland for the absolute tallest team in the league.
0: Anytime so. you can sign a journeyman big off the free agent market <laughs> and completely devalue your former lottery pick, you have to do it. You have to if you're oh, the Kings. Yeah. You have to make that move. hundred percent
1: sure. <laughs> Yeah. all mm-hmm. right, let's, let's move on to big men yes. paid, oddly enough. Uh-huh. Uh let's do Daniel Gafford first. Uh Washington Wizards. So if you remember we talked about Terrence Mann uh, probably about a week or so ago. Mm-hmm. Uh he signed an extension where it's a little little unique cuz what the Clippers did was they picked up a team option for him for next season, the 2022-23 season. And then they added two years onto it. Well, the Wizards took it a a little bit of a step further. And they added three years at a little over 40 million uh, on there. So he'll be on the books next season at 1.9 million. Then that'll jump up to 12.4, 13.4. And then it'll close at 14.4 in 25, 26, all three seasons fully guaranteed, no options in there, no bonuses or anything. So that, that is what the deal is. And that feels like pretty good money uh, for Daniel Gafford, But it actually feels like if he plays the way he did after the Wizards got him uh, in that trade, that's really solid value because that's going to be right around just a touch more than mid-level money, Mm -hmm. uh, especially in those outer years. And I I think that's huge for for the Wizards because you have a starting level big man for – What's mid-level replacement-level money, and I think that's really big. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think that that's just fine with the deal. I think it's a smart one by the Wizards. Uh, this is a guy who looked very good, looked like a, a steal in the the deal they got uh, got him for from the uh, the Chicago Bulls, and yeah, so far, I mean, this is I think this is just a very reasonable contract across the board and I've always said you want to pay a player for what he's going to do not what he has done try to project out what you think he's going to be and if Gafford turns into what the Wizards think he's going to be which is a very solid starting caliber big this is a good value
1: well yeah and just with Washington I just pulled it up Uh, he played 17.7 minutes per game so a little bit more than he'd been playing with Chicago in his first season and a half but 10 points uh 1.8 blocks per game 5.6 rebounds and he shot 68.1 i mean his range is measured in inches not because it's all those everything's around the hoop but yeah but but i i think it's you know that's that's good stuff and this is a team that they're a little weird with their roster construction right now because they've also got montrez harrell uh we'll see if thomas bryant you know, if and when he gets back uh, this season, probably, if, if anything, will probably be around the midseason mark uh, up front. And then they've got a bunch of guys who are probably more power forwards than anything else. And uh, Chamora, Bertans, uh, Denny Avdia is starting to look maybe a little power forwardish
0: uh, on this group. But
1: but I, I think they've done a good job locking in a talented young player on a very reasonable deal.
0: Agreed. Uh, let's move on to another big man. Jonas Valanciunas, yeah. two years, $30 million with the New Orleans Pelicans. Gets that extension done. Uh, I mean, solid deal. Look, this is this is one of the better offensive centers in the NBA. Very, very efficient. Yep. Uh, not always a, a pretty game, more of a power game. But uh, but locks into a two-year deal. I mean, the only curious thing here is uh, they took a lot of flack for giving Stephen Adams the contract they did. And then they kind of turned around mm-hmm. and gave Valanciunas Stephen Adams level money, give or take a couple of million. But still... Sure. I think it's a solid deal for a big man that admittedly I'm a fan of. I, I really enjoy his, uh, his game just being that kind of throwback brute force center.
1: Yeah. Next year, he'll be on the books for above oh, 14.7 ish million. It looks like, um, which is, that's actually, believe it or not, that is over 3.2 million under, uh, what Adams makes yes. next year. So that's, that's actually, that's a, that's a meaningful amount of money. Uh, just kind of another fun little note. They have exactly one free agent now, uh, planned for next year. And that's Tomas Sodoransky. Mm. Everybody else is signed in under contract. And then they have Josh Hart on that uh, very unique, restructured structured deal right. where it's got non guarantees and a non guarantee with a player option, which is very rare, uh, in its final year. But, uh, yeah, I think this is perfectly fine for, for the Pelicans. Uh, is 29 now. Um, I think he's a guy who should age well because he's never been relying on his athleticism. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's always been a pretty ground bound guy, but I think be with the way he has added range to his game, in, in that, that's really going to help. I think he he's somebody. Um, we don't do a ton of this, but if you're a fantasy basketball player, go get him while Zion's out because I think he's going to eat inside. Yeah. I, I think he's going to get the ball and do a lot I, of stuff. I do have him uh, on my team. for this team. There you I've go. Got See him. you you and I've never said that, so I can't even take credit for that. That's one. right. But uh, but yeah, but it's yeah, he um yeah, I think this is a good deal for for the uh for the Pelicans. I think this is a smart move. Now, what this says to me though is this one, Gafford, man, Malcolm Brogdon, all of the guys who signed rookie scale extensions, the free agent class next summer is awful. Yes, we thought this year was bad, next year. It's like Zach Levine, Bradley Beal, and a whole bunch of whatever.
0: Now I mean, that's a pretty that's a pretty less. good top two there, though. I mean, Zach Levine and, and Bradley really Beal. Really good top two, but, but chances it, are it they drops probably stay.
1: Yeah. very starkly yes. after those guys. Now we coined last summer, summer of the trade part two, or summer of the trade. So this summer we're gonna have to call it summer of the trade part two. Or the redo or something fun yeah. um, like that, because I think that's just what's going to happen now. I I think players are now in the mindset of get the money when you can. Yep. There are definitely times when it makes more sense to go to free agency for some guys because of just where they're at contractually. But if you have the chance to get what you think is roughly your value uh, in the offseason, go get the money then and, and get done. So oh. I, it's, it's just it, – it's going to be messy in free agency just because there's not a lot of guys. Now, there's also not going to be a bunch of teams with cap space because teams have done yeah. this. They've locked guys up. But, but yeah, it's, it's going to be uh, something to keep an eye on here because right now, extending and taking money a year or two out is really starting to become more of the norm around the league.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, teams are looking at it, too, and they're saying, well, there's nobody really to spend on next offseason. So why yeah. not just get this done? Do our shopping right now. And then we don't have to worry about a next off season when there isn't really much Absolutely. out there, which makes a lot of sense. And then from the player's side, I mean, look, they're, they're thinking, let's get this money. If we need to try to work a trade later on, we can do that. Maybe it gets really bad like Ben Simmons in that situation, but hopefully we don't go down that route and, uh, and take the yep. money while it's available. I mean, I'm picturing a back and forth between an agent and a player, like a text or something going back and forth. The agent says, you know, I've got uh, this team is offering this much money for this many years. The Player says, Says, well, I think I'm going to bet on myself. The agent just texts back Dennis Schroeder. And then the player would respond, okay, <laughs> I'll sign. Right? Like
1: yeah, there's, That's the
0: downside to what can happen with betting on yourself. And we've seen it now play out with not just Schroeder, but some other players as well. Sure. So, yeah. you know, players I think are, are, you know, taking that cautionary tale to heart and they're locking up money while they can.
1: Just as many guys as we look at and like, oh gosh, that contract looks awful after they sign it because of injuries or drop mm-hmm. off in play or whatever it is, there's just as many guys who we can look at from the other side of it and say, Boy, they should have taken yes, that money.
0: Absolutely.
1: Well, when it was offered, because you know, you don't know if it'll come back around. And like for a guy like Schroeder too, is it also reads of I don't know how much long-term thinking there was done there because this past year, very clearly, his market dried up almost immediately, yeah. and then next year, there's just not a lot of teams with cap space. Now we've seen signing trades have become back into vogue, sure. and they become a thing. But yeah, they, this could be something where this takes a couple of years for him to dig back out of. But you know, by all accounts, his head's screwed on tight. He's, he's ready to have a big season, and you know, off he goes. And he's he's left a little too a little uh, ambiguity there of how. How on the table that offer really was, right. and whether that's he's trying to make himself look good or, um, The Lakers folks, uh, clearly they would never do it publicly, but privately have even said, yeah, we didn't necessarily go to some of the numbers that have been out there. So, you know, my guess is it's probably more true than it is not true. And just everybody's trying to save face here a little bit and look a little bit better as we move along. But, yeah, uh, speaking of the Celtics, we'll close with this one. Uh, Boston re-signed Jabari Parker. Now, this is interesting Not so much about Jabari Parker, although I I remain a Jabari Parker fan. I think Jabari Parker can still play, but that's because I also still believe scoring points is the end goal of the game. And, uh, you know, I, I think that is still an important skill to have in basketball. But it's more interesting for why this happened the way it happened. So Jabari Parker signed with the Celtics late last season on a two year veteran minimum contract. When that happens, the player is charged at the actual salary amounts versus the um, league uh, – uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for, Trevor? The league kind of
0: – Oh, the um, the league's um – Veteran minimum amount. Yeah, I know <laughs> yeah. what you're trying to say. Well, but...
1: Yeah, the, the league basically pays the rest.
0: Right, right, right. So what
1: happens is the player gets charged at the, the two-year veteran minimum amount, and then the league pays the rest of that to to the player. And the cap hit for the team, and, and in this case for the Celtics more importantly, the tax hit. He's only the two-year veteran minimum amount. So this year, that's $1.7 The league subsidizes now, part, it.
0: That's the word we were looking subsidized. for. Subsidizes. That's, that's, that's we what I couldn't for. come
1: up with that word, man. You know what it is? It's because we were up late that's last it. night and I was up early. The coffee is now worn Uh-oh. off. If you watched, I was all full of energy this morning. You were. Now now I'm looking, looking for my afternoon nap. But anyway... So Parker was on the books for over $2 million. So what the Celtics did here by, by waiving him and re-signing him, they've lowered that cap and tax it by about $500,000. And what that actually does is now they're about 6.3 million uh, over the, the luxury tax line, which puts them in range of one trade can get them completely out of the yeah. tax. If they need to, if that's a, if that's a concern as the season goes along or Let's just say, and we don't know this to be certain, but let's say ownership gave Brad Stevens a – we'll go up to $10 million over the tax. You gave yourself a little bit more wiggle room uh, in that situation too. So this is just kind of – it's a minor thing, but it's a smart move, and it doesn't actually change anything for Jabari Parker salary-wise – because he still gets the same amount of money he was going to get it's anyway. Just coming it's, from just, the NBA. it's just coming from the NBA versus from the Celtics. And what it does do though is the Celtics ownership group gets to say five hundred thousand dollars towards the tax, which is you know that that's that's not nothing for you know when when you're trying to uh, keep a long range and short range of view in mind here. Golden State Warriors very similar situation with Gary Payton II, uh, also in the last
0: couple of days. Yes, exactly. And look, you know, from the outsider's perspective, you see that transaction and you go. What the heck? They just waived this guy yeah, now they why? resign him. Yeah. Why? It's just smart management. That's it. That that's it. It's just jumping yep. through the hoops of the NBA and uh yep. and making things work from a money perspective and and so yeah, it's just it's just a smart move by the Celtics and no reason not to do uh what they did here.
1: Absolutely. All right. Well, that's it yep. for the news and notes, go check out our other show our our daily wrap up show that we're we're starting. Go check that out. Give us, give us your thoughts on that. Let us know what you thought about how it went. Keep in mind, that was the first one and it looked a little different because there was only the two games last night. We're checking tomorrow's show after a full night of games. You'll have a better sense of what we're trying to accomplish with that show. And and please chime in with what you think we should call that daily wrap up show. You'll still find it here on the front office feed, both on YouTube and the podcast version wherever you listen to the podcast, they're all gonna be in the same place. You're just getting some bonus content because beyond transactions and cap sheets and all that, we wanted to actually talk about real basketball games too. Um, so we're, we're we're giving this a shot to see, see where it all goes. Absolutely,
0: absolutely, yeah. So give us your thoughts, give us your feedback as well in the comments section down below. And again, watch that previous video going over the games from last night and tomorrow's will be much more rapid fire because there's going to be a lot more games to get through. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody make sure you follow Keith on Twitter at Keith Smith NBA. You can find me at Trevor underscore lane. You can find me on Instagram at Trevor lane NBA, hit that subscribe button right here at the NBA front office, YouTube channel and turn on notifications as well. Till next time. See ya and stay safe.